Hey, everybody, what's going on? First, uh, Jake and I, as the Sabres guys, just wanted to do a quick shout-out to losing RJ. It's it's absolutely brutal. Um, I can't speak for you, buddy, but I know for me, as long as I've been watching the Sabres, he's been the guy calling the games, and that was the thing that, that hooked me and my pops, and um, yeah, dude, I don't know. What's it's 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 a horrible, horrible loss for the Sabres community. Yeah, it's it's devastating. I mean, it's he's he's an older guy. It's not something you thought was was long in the future, but it it sucks when the day comes. You know, um, he's synonymous to me with watching Sabres games. Like you said, you and your pops, me, me and my pops too. Like when, whenever the game was on national television, yeah. we would mute the national broadcasters and turn and the radio on, on yeah. to listen 100%, to RJ. Dude. Like he, he, it's not just a play-by-play guy. Like he, he was the voice of the. He's Buffalo the guy Zavis, you want to listen to. Like you remember back in the day when the games used to be on Versus. Yeah, well, absolutely. Same, like same thing, dude. My dad and I would be like, I don't know who these guys are. Shut them down. Put on RJ while you're watching the live game. That if, was the move, dude. If you're listening to something on radio delay with a couple seconds because you want to listen to this guy's voice, you know how that's how you know. He is. Yeah, just over the years. But what, like before we like, what were some of your favorite calls? Like, give me, give me one that you really latched on to. Oh as a kid. man, dude! I just for me, just because I saw it live, dude. It, it's got to be the Pominville overtime game against Ottawa. Yeah, that was, and like there were a lot of big ones. Like Mayday was obviously huge. Also saw the the Drury goal live in overtime. Yes, yep. Um, but for me, dude, just because it, I'd gotten the gotten the, sh- the got to the point basically where I was like a huge Sabres fan, and remember jumping up and down, watching Pominville put that game away in overtime, shorthanded no less against uh, Ramry. Yeah, I agreed, agreed. To to me, like it, these guys are good. Scary good is is something that oh, always dude, lives know, in me, yeah. and it makes me it makes me sad too because he tried to bring that back. If you remember during that ten game win yes. streak a couple years yes. ago, where it wasn't it wasn't real. They they were not scary good, unfortunately. No, but they just, were not. But you like to think they were. It made me wish that they that he could call a better team before before he passed the yeah. torch on. And it's a bummer. It's 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 gut wrenching that he never got to call a cup game. That's what really sucks. Cause yeah. You want to talk about a guy that deserved that? Like RJ deserved every bit of calling that game. Absolutely. He, he, he go yeah go ahead. He he lived and breathed Buffalo Sabers and and just wanted. Well, he to always see said himself succeed. he never wanted to do anything else. Yeah. He was always right where he was. That was his spot. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, who maybe are more Bills focused, I mean, he was a 51 year play by play caller for the Sabers, inducted to the Buffalo Hall of Fame, the Sabers Hall of Fame, yeah. the Hockey Hall of Fame. He's the highest broadcasting awards he he earned throughout his career. Just an incredible guy and, and truly the voice of, of Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. you want to talk about a GOAT as a broadcaster. RJ's up there. I can't yeah. – This. oh, no, can I remember his name? There was a – the L.A. Dodgers baseball team had an, had an announcer for a long, 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 long time, and I'm blanking on the name, but that's another guy that comes to mind as, like, these guys that have just done it for forever, basically, and they just become – synonymous with the team itself so yeah Le- legends it, go- it goes beyond the game at that yeah. point they're speaking to you and-, and i think during the rj tribute night that happened at key bank center a year or two ago you know, that that speech was was oh, tear yeah. jerking right unbelievable uh, just, just unbelievable for, for he i think he said directly like from from my voice to your heart i love you i will yeah. be here and yep three words a, i love you do you have, I know day. we talked about favorite calls. Do you have just like, like a, I guess this could be kind of similar. I guess I'll go first because this is what I'm talking about. I, my favorite just memory with RJ, I know we both talked about our dads being like, that was one of the things we just got on the same page about. But being at that, that farewell game for RJ and being able to see him with the team and make that speech live and come out with the guys after Casey Middlestat won in overtime, like, that is such a core memory that I'm so thankful that I have with my dad. And, like, just, it's just awesome. You know, like, you always you always want those kind of core memories that, that really mean something to you. And, like, having that one is just so huge for me. So, like, I guess that's what I'm talking about. Like, anything like that, like, RJ, for you? That's I know that's like I, almost like kind of being like <laughs> I know yeah top that that's one that's a dude. big one <laughs> at, at the farewell game uh, yeah I, I can't top that no I mean, no just, but just yeah I don't know he just it's just 
there's I no, think for both of us, it's just it's just who you know. Like that's just who you know with the Sabers. Yeah, there's there's no there's no key core memory like that for me. Like you have with that farewell game, and that's awesome. But I think we both could say just the longevity yeah, of, of every just, time you you turn the game on. You know you're listening to RJ, and no, it could be the worst game they've played. It could be a blowout seven to one, and you're still gonna like listening to his yeah, calls. Yeah, he's gonna lift you up, and that's just synonymous. so rare. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's a sad day. We we wanted to to do a little tribute to him and, yep. and say, you know, rest in peace. We 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 love listening to him. Yeah. And we might not know what we're doing on the podcast, but we know what this guy meant to this community and this Sabres team, and it's it's worth taking this time to talk about. So, rest in peace, RJ. Unbelievable that you're gone. We got thank God for YouTube because I never have to you know go forever without listening to it again. But rest in peace to an absolute Goliath in the Buffalo community and. It's weird to think about it going on without you. So rest in peace, RJ. Thoughts out to you and your family. And uh, we will forge ahead nonetheless. Hey, Torpedo? Yeah, go Sabres. All right, go Sabres, baby. You're listening to the Let's Go Buffalo podcast. Your new favorite podcast for everything Bills and Sabres. What's going on, everybody? How we doing? You're listening to the Let's Go Buffalo podcast with Nigel, Tom, and Jake. You're with the boys. Tom, how are we doing on this lovely Wednesday evening? Man, I'm great. I'm good. Been uh, just kind of cruising. getting into the fall. It's starting to feel a little folly up here in Vermont, and I'm loving it. Uh air is crisp and uh, i'm here for it man i'm glad i'm glad glad to be um we're here hanging out tonight nice dude and Thorpedo, how we doing brother i'm great man can't can't wait to uh get to that fall weather because it does not feel like it here right now that's for sure oh dude i know i just out working these days man like working outside I, there's been a couple days where it's cooled down a little bit but i'm like oh my like like today dude just like I love being in the sun, but the humidity and the heat, and I'm cutting lawns, and I'm like, oh my god, somebody help me! <laughs> um, so before yeah. uh, before we go too far here, can we can we just appreciate that Josh Allen is on the cover of Madden 2024? Oh, dude, I mine came today. It it's came today, sitting, dude. It's literally right behind me. It's sitting in the plastic. He looks incredible. I can't wait to dive in. I, it's gonna. Oh, I mean, I've played it's, Madden my it's whole good. Life, is it? Yeah, You're it's good. It? Okay. Joshua Patrick Allen is on the front cover. Like if you told 12 year old Tom that while, you know, I'm sitting here, you know, futzing around playing Madden to, to uh, 2004 and playing as Michael Vick, like that, that a Bills player was going to be on the cover of a Madden game. You, I would have thought you're the craziest person in the world. Like Insane. no way that was going to happen. So yeah. yeah. Dude, you were it's sick. Um, Tom, real quick, just give me like, can you think of uh, your favorite favorite cover athlete like your favorite madden game who was on the cover that's a better way to say it um man it i think i mean i played the uh, the the crap out of madden 2004 yeah uh, my buddy across the street and i played that a ton um and then yeah and i think that was michael vick i want to say yeah I dude, mine was definitely. I think I want to say it was Madden 07, which which one had Sean Alexander on the front? Oh, dude, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I, I want to say Google 2007. Let me Google it. You keep going. I'm a Google. Yeah. All right, Jake. Were you ever a Madden guy growing up? I, I I played some here and there, but not not a ton, to be honest with you. I, I'm yeah. surprised you didn't call in sick to our podcast here to uh, play the I, game. You know, dude, I I was honestly like when we when we set this up, we planned to record tonight, right? This is Wednesday night, and I was like, "Okay, great, that'll uh, that'll be perfect." Um, and then I got the notification that my Madden game was going to deliver, and I was like, "Wow, how do I figure out a way to get out of this?" And I would never do that to you guys. I love you guys too much, but yeah, man, Tom, you're we'll absolutely just, uh, right. We'll Unreal that we have a, a Bills player on the cover of Madden. It's incredible. super fun. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm super excited. Sean Alexander was uh, Madden. Uh, 07. You were right. I was right. Yeah. 07. Sick. Yeah, okay, dude, cool. he was a beast. I forgot. Oh, my Man, God. I always forget about these guys. Yeah, he was sick, dude. So much All right, fun. fellas. Well, what do we say here? Should we uh, fire up a beverage to get things get things going here the right way? I think we uh, should. Uh, yes, please. Awesome. Three. Uh, yep, go ahead. Two. Two. One. One. 
Uh, Tom, oh, kick us off. Not... What are you drinking? I uh, this was bought by one of you two fellas uh, when we hung out this uh, this uh, past weekend. Uh, it's a Vermont uh, clown shoes uh, called Road to Hopkins, which was really tasty. I had it for the first time in brewery uh, last weekend, and it was good. So um, I'm glad one of you bought a can. Nice. <laughs> that was uh, that was yours truly. I meant to drink oh. that one, but <laughs> well, hey, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to save you any. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it, pal. Torpedo, what are you what are you guzzling this evening? I have from Adirondack Brew Pub near Lake George, the Bear Naked Ale, an all-natural, like myself, amber ale. Also bear naked, natural, like yourself. That's it's typically very you. True. Please tell like, me they spelled bear like like how B-A-R. I want it. It has to be B-A-R-E. B-E-A-R. B-E-A-R. B-E-A-R naked. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, I. whatever, man. That's why I teach music. Good God, I hate that. <laughs> That's humiliating. All right, crew. Well, uh, folks, tonight we're going to do things just a hair different. It's going to be a little bit more like our very first episode where um, we kind of just did the bills. And the reason we're going to do that on this episode is because we are going to get deep into the woods on a full 53-man roster projection for the Buffalo Bills. And we had Saver stuff planned, but we got to thinking, Tom and I just love the sound of our own voice and we love to talk. <laughs> and we kind of got to thinking that it, doing a roster projection, it's going to take some time. We're probably going to disagree on some things. Um, and we didn't want to rush anything. So we're going to give ourselves the full pod slate tonight um, doing the Bills roster projection. And then next time we'll get back into some Sabre stuff for you. Um, but I think that's the plan tonight. Tom, go ahead. Why? Um, so, Nige, why are we doing this right now? Like, why? what is a roster projection or why are we doing it today? Ah, Tom, great question. The reason we are doing our full 53-man projection today, uh, which is Wednesday, August 23rd, and you'll hear this at a different time, but um, the final roster cuts for the NFL teams take place this coming Tuesday, and I'm scrambling to get to my calendar, this coming Tuesday, the 29th. So the 29th, do you know what time off the top of your head, Tom? I want to say it's 4 p.m. I feel like that's is, always been that caught right. off. Like that's that's usually 4 p.m. gives it gives them most of the day to yeah. figure that out. So the 29th at 4 p.m., all 32 NFL teams have to have their final rosters cut down to that final 53 number. Um, so with that being in a week, um, we typically us three guys record on Tuesday or Wednesday nights. So we figured since that is going to be next Tuesday, that we would get ahead of it now and drop our projections so that nobody can say, "Oh, you just." Saw the projections of blah, 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 blah. So we're going to get ahead of that a little bit. Tom was kind I think I sound to... nicer than that, but all right. Yeah, well, maybe. Tom was kind <laughs> enough while Jake and I were finishing up our evening activities to put together a really dope spreadsheet here um, that we'll eventually put on our Instagram page, which, by the way, if you're not following us on Instagram, you can find us at Let's Go Buffalo Pod. Is it the? It's not the, right, guys? This Correct. It's just let's go Buffalo Pod. Let's go Buffalo. And that's pod. it's the same uh, same address for your uh, your Twitter handle. So go find us on Twitter. Go find us on Instagram. Yes, absolutely. And in addition to that, while we're doing the the shameless plugs, real quick, um, wherever you're listening to us, whether it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it helps us out a bunch. If you get in there and you and you leave a review and a rating and all that stuff, just y- y'all know how it works. The algorithms, um, the more reviews and stuff like that we have the more likely we are to get pushed out in other places. Share it boys, with your friends, like, share it with your grandma, your yeah, dog, grandmas like love the bills. Um, so, yeah, your boys are trying to get some sponsorships. So uh, go leave us a like, <laughs> leave us stars and reviews and comments and all those fun things. Um, all right, boys, what do you say? Should we get into this here a little bit? Yeah, yeah Jake, what do you got, bud? Before Real we quick get question before we get, get rolling. What happens to man 54 and below when they set the 53-man roster? Are they automatically Toss- practice squad or just tossed to the curb? <laughs> Into a volcano. Kick to the curb. Yeah, they're yeah, <laughs> stripped of all bills, uh, regalia, and all that. No, no um, hoodies. No, they, um, <laughs> so it kind of depends. It's either they're set to to go on the waiver wire, or they become free agents. It depends on how long they're in the league. So if a younger players, if they don't have, I don't remember the number of years, so I'm not going to say it and pull it out of my butt. Um, a younger player will go to waivers where other teams um, in reverse or in the order of that um, teams drafted in the um, the previous draft will then have an opportunity to go and pick up players if they'd like. However, they would need to sign them to their active roster and then kick somebody else off their, their roster. 
Um, then if they are veteran players, they become um, free agents who can then sign. They do not are they're not subject to that waiver wire and they they can be signed wherever they don't have to go in a certain order and teams can't jockey to get who get have opportunity to talk to that player first and sign that player first. They can sign with, with wherever and with whoever. So, um, right. gotcha. Cool. Let's let's get into it. Let's dive in. Hell yeah, Tom! You want to tell the folks how we're going to be doing this? Your idea yeah. thing, uh, pre-show was absolutely killer. Yeah. So our thought is everybody knows all the stars, right? Everybody knows our beautiful Josh Allen's and uh, um, Stefan Diggs and Jordan Poyer. So we're going to kind of briefly touch on those guys to say yes, absolutely, they're making the team. However, um, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about those team, those players who maybe are less recognizable, maybe not people that you know quite as well that are on the roster bubble. So meaning they may or may not make the roster. Um, and uh, just to kind of get those names on in your head. So when you're seeing them play in the um, at this preseason game, there are people who are playing for their jobs um, and hopefully going to make that roster. Yeah. So the other thing there that we kind of talked about too earlier was that um, with Jake being the less, uh, the less expert Bills guy that's here. Um, Jake is going to be kind of handling the more obvious ones at each position. Um, and then when we get into the, the nittier, grittier ones um, for each position, Tom and I will touch on those a little bit more as the right. quote unquote experts. Give me that low hanging fruit. Let's do yeah, it, dude. Yeah, yeah dude. Hey, we're going to get, get that pinata. Um, <laughs> all right, Jake, here we go. Let's start with uh, quarterback. Who's going to make the team for quarterback, Jake? So I like Matt Barkley a lot. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't dislike him, but this one, this one's an easy one. It's it's Josh Allen. There's there's no there's no debate on that one. QB one, uh, baby. So to, to to throw that conversation around a little bit, who do you guys think is the number two? What, what do you like about the other two guys that are competing for it? It's been it's been really interesting so far because so the first preseason game, um, or I'll back up even a little bit more. All throughout training camp. I, most beat reporters that were at Bill's training camp were kind of talking not super positive things about the game that Kyle Allen was playing. Um, and it, it wasn't that Matt Barkley was playing incredible, but he was a little bit more consistent um, than Kyle was. Now, fast forward to the first preseason game, that kind of stayed in place. Matt Barkley absolutely balled out the first preseason game where Kyle Allen did not look as good. Fast forward to now the second preseason game, and I'm kind of just expediting this process a hair, but um, the exact opposite was true. Kyle Allen looked better, and Matt Barkley was the one that really looked like he struggled. Um, at this point in time, uh, Tom, you have any thoughts on that before I give my give my, my guess? Dude, I'm not thrilled about either of them. <laughs> yeah, neither am I. Neither um, them, I, I want to say that we're going to go, if we go familiarity route, it's going to be Matt Barkley. If we go with Toolsy, Toolsy, Toolsy excuse me. <laughs> And possibly, yeah, holy cow, that one was yeah, onesie twosies, and uh, um, go with the tool like possibly a higher ceiling player. It's Kyle Allen, but man, I'm not thrilled about either. But um, so Nigel, I'm gonna let you make this pick. Which one do you think should be put on the active roster? Because generally, I um, NFL teams only keep two on the active roster, correct? And and my prediction at this point is Kyle Allen. Um, I think playing against the better defense of the two preseason games in the Steelers versus the Colts um, kind of did a lot for um, it did. A, it did a lot for Kyle Allen's case. In my opinion, Matt Barkley looked really bad against that deep Steelers defense. Um, and I agree with you, Tom. I think it's probably more likely Brandon Bean and coach McDermott are going to opt to go with the more toolsy player in Kyle Allen. Um, so that is my guess. I think the backup is going to end up being um, Kyle Allen. Yeah, I agree with that, especially because Matt Barkley will almost always like he, he's not going to be signed to another team. He can we can get him back in the practice squad and he can still have him be uh, incorporated with the team. So, yeah, Barkley right, will be in the practice squad. Yeah, Let's even go, if it's uh, a even if it's a mannequin, I hope we don't see him uh, unless the Bills are up by 30 points. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let him just come on close. Come on, close the game up. Right. Yeah, go seal it. Here we go. Yes, sir. All right, Jake, running back. Who do you think? All right, do you want me to give you the like one name, or do you want me to give you who I think makes the team at running back? As many from this list, as many from 100%. this list that you think that you feel comfortable with. And um, if we question it, and we have maybe some some thoughts, maybe we'll part, try, we'll chime in. But I think just give me as many as you can. I got you, I got you, and I'll go in order of where I think they rank, maybe. Um, okay. And feel free to disagree. I'm going to ignore the names that I don't know on the list. 
Fair. Uh, but off the top, I think James Cook, It's it, we've talked about him before. I think he'll get the opportunity to start and see how he looks. If he struggles, then uh, my first instinct to tap in would probably be Damian Harris. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, I would also agree. Bet a thousand. And so far, so good. And then I'll say, I'll say third string, maybe punch in a few few runs, that kind of thing. Latavius Murray, who I I think is like one of the oldest backs in the league. No, he's he is. He's like I think 33. The oldest back in the league, I'm pretty Which sure. Which is still older than us, so it's nice that there's still a few players that are older than us, guys. My God, yeah, but enjoy we're not that far from that. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I it's, it's even worse with hockey, man. Like, these guys like, yeah, drafted at 18. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. I couldn't even. I'm not sure I could spell my name properly when I was 18. <laughs> Literal children. It's crazy. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So um, those are my picks. You guys tell me, would, would a team roster more than that usually? Uh, dude, you're spot on. The only thing that you're missing a little bit here is, and this is this is not something that's like, oh, Jake, nice mess. You you nailed the three running backs, and you nailed the, in my opinion, what the correct depth order is in Cook, Harris, Murray. The only thing you might have missed there, just a hair, is the fact that um, Reggie Gilliam, he is he's on the like he's listed as a running back, um, but he is going to be more of a fullback kind of a situation. So Reggie Gilliam will run fullback and like blocking tight end roles um and will occasionally like he'll because have... he's a bigger athlete he's a bigger dude very toolsy that kind of thing that's why he exactly. would be a, a fullback as opposed to like a regular running back for those of right. you who might be wondering yeah uh, he'll have three to five catches this year out of the backfield maybe he'll surprise everybody and catch a todd in the red zone he but... did last year and then he did he did i'm gonna ride with brother bill maybe a uh, baby and i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna put some money on down on uh Reg, reggie gilliam to get in you sick piece of shit dog. dude ready <laughs> let's go let's go number 41 baby get in there um now, so yeah that's, there's that's one person here that i think we kind of look at is ty johnson um he was just signed like today or yesterday like very very recently yeah um and just signed to the team he's a legitimate nfl running back um he has played on many active rosters. I, he just came from the Jets. I, I think it's a very po- high possibility that he could squeak his way on the team, especially if there's a, an injury or something like that. I think he's out for now, so I'm not going to put him in, but I am going to kind of give him a little highlighter. Yeah. All right, Jake, yeah, now we're going deeper, bud. We're, yeah, we're getting down there. So We're going O-line. So I think I'll give you who I have heard about and think are the starting five, and then yeah. – then- you can pick that apart, and then we'll go into the depth. Real quick, I don't even know if we pop, were... in, yeah. pop in one thing, Tom. There, just so Jake has a reference here, can you? And this is also for me too because I can't totally remember how many O linemen do the Bills typically roster? Do you remember off the top of your head? Typically, it's nine or ten. Usually, nine or ten. Nine or okay. ten. Yeah, All right. like that, but this is where it's going to get interesting, right? Yes. This is where we're gonna. This is a big. This is a big unit. Usually, you have a lot of linemen on both sides of the ball, O line yes. and D line. Um, so this is, I think we're going to be coming back to this list, but let's get as yep. many as we can for now. And we'll probably come back to it later on. Yeah. Let's like get rip. The starting five. And then if there's like one or two guys that you're like, they are 100% making the team and then we'll come, yep. we'll come back later. All right. Absolutely. First name that pops off the list to me, Dion Dawkins. He's, he's a legend. Yes, he yep. is. He's coming and he plays Y'all the know. right. <clears throat> The left, yes, 50, dude. 50, 50, 50, 50. Ah, I got it. it right. is. <laughs> we'll 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 studio magic that one out. <laughs> no, we will not. <laughs> uh, all right. So Deion Dawkins on the left. Yep. Tackle. Go- tackle. tackle. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> it's kind of like left wing, center, right wing, like that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. So he's there. Uh, I feel like I've heard Osiris Torrance's name being thrown around for the right. Yep. Guard. Guard. Yes. Very good. Second Spell round it. draft pick this year. You're all absolutely. Oh, yeah. He's a rook, team. dude, which is significant. Keep going, Jake. You're crushing it. Spencer Brown, I feel like, has has a lot to prove, but will definitely make the team. Mm-hmm. Yep. And will yep. likely be a starter. Uh Connor McGovern, I think, is is coming. He he was a recent pickup, no? Yes, free yep. agent signing this offseason. Well done. From the Dallas people. Cowboys, a starter. So yeah, I'm actually excited to see what he does this year. Ditto. Okay, okay. And then I think the center is Mitch Morse, unless I'm mistaken. You Dude, are not. This is the guy I want to be my uncle. Yeah, like dude. I would love to hang out and have a beer with Mitch Morse. He yeah, is such you, a cool dude. If you ever need a pick me up, dude, just go watch a Mitch Morse interview. You're going to feel better about life, your family, your <laughs> friends. 
He's just got his vibes, dude, are the best. Yeah, I didn't know that. I gotta, I gotta go check yeah. him out. Oh, he's dude, he's just, so, he's just so kind and so smart, but he plays like a, like a bat out of hell on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big boy. Yeah. Uh, so actually, uh, he's a slightly smaller boy, but that's fine. All right, keep going. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yep. So, so quick check in: the five guys that I've said already: Dawkins, Torrance, Brown, McGovern, Morse. Is that who you guys think are starting five? That's my Gen- guess. At this point. That's my guess. Yeah. Jake, good work, dude. Yeah, okay. yeah I say Jake, they are they are the leading pack. If things change a lot in this preseason coming up, preseason game coming up, then maybe some movement. But yeah, I think this is these are the the leaders in the in the hen house here. Yeah. Okay, clubhouse, sure. right. clubhouse. Tom, what about this? This just popped into my head here because the the O line depth here. So we're up to five. Do you wanna do you wanna roll with nine for right now, Tom? Just to keep it on the low side in terms of offensive linemen. Sure. I was cool. gonna say I had I had three more that I think. Oh were, oh oh, Jake! I'm so there. sorry, dude. Literally. No 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 no. Please. No, yeah. But but I was, I was saying the same thing. Yeah, maybe we maybe we pop those three in. Ryan Bates, I yep. think. Yeah. Ike Ike Botker. Yep. And um, David Questenberry. Cool. Any disagreements? Yes. Anybody anybody leave it off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yep. Tom, go first, buddy. So um, before we go too far, just I think everybody should know the name Ryan Bates. He is mm-hmm. an incredibly versatile player. Um, he's probably going to be the first person off the bench at almost every position. Yes. Um, he's worked his way and made himself an NFL career at being really good at almost everything, like a, a jack of all trades kind of player. So he's not going to um, – he and um, Osiris Torrance have been kind of bopping back and forth at left guard. But because Osiris right Torrance is – right guard, excuse me. Yep, thank you. Um uh, Cyrus Torrance is a rookie and he doesn't have much experience at other places and probably won't have other experience at other places. Um, Ryan Bates, Bates most useful aspect to the team is being the first person off the bench. Mm. So I think he will absolutely be. Yes, he's a great one. Now, um, the two that I'm thinking of um, Ike Bakker, I, I, I think it's an injury thing. I think it depends on if he's because he's coming back off of, I want to say, an ACL tear, right? Uh, Achilles, right? I think it's Achilles. Yeah. In any Which event, is, so yeah. if we, I think if we go back to episode one, I think um, one of you posed the question of just predicting, um, or like like a like a like a dark horse to make the team, right? We kind of talked about this a little bit last time, mm-hmm. and Ike Bodker was mine, and I would like to ask permission to walk that back rapidly, um, <laughs> because he has looked he has looked like dog shit this this entire preseason. He has not looked good. At this point in time, um, and this this was my guy that I'm like, yeah, dude, they love him. He's looked terrible. I do not think Ike Bakker is going to make this 53-man roster at this point in time. That's my mm. opinion. And I, I think another big reason is that I don't as I don't think he'll be picked up by somebody else, so I bet he gets back to the practice squad and he's a depth I, player for us down there. I agree with that, Tom. Um, Tom, what do you, you go ahead and add our, add our next guy after Ryan Bates. Unless, Jake, did you have any more that you wanted to talk about or – no, we're into we're into unknown name territory gotcha. for me now. Yeah, these guys are deep. These guys are deeper cuts. They My are. two people I'm looking at are um, Ryan Vandemark. He's a tackle, young, picked up. I want to say he's in his second year and is really developing and looking really great in these preseason games. And then David Edwards, who's been just a depth stud guard and has played started lots of games. I think his veteran qualities and his um, experience is going to be a big ass, um, asset to this team. Tom, I do not disagree with you in the slightest on either of those guys. Um, David right. Edwards, yeah, like you said, tons of starting experience. Vandemark is the surprise. Um, Vandemark is a UDFA, which stands for an undrafted free agent. So in his draft year, all through all seven rounds, nobody picked him off the board. But often what ha- or always what happens after the draft is those guys that still signed up to be drafted and didn't get drafted, they are then eligible to still be signed by teams. Um, that was Ryan Vandemark, super, 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 super athletic toolsy guy. Um, there's a, there's a, something we should all be familiar with called an RAS score, which stands for raw athletic score. And, um, it's on a one to 10 scale. And it, the cool thing about the RAS numbers is they take into account the height and weight of the player and they compare those based on, on their athleticism. So, you know, an offensive lineman that's 6'6", 350 is not graded the same as a running back that is, you know, six foot and 220 pounds or whatever. Um, so with that in mind, uh, Ryan Vandemark was almost a 10. I think he was a 9'4", if I remember right. I could be. That might have been a hair high. In the nines, though, which is 
based on RAS scale numbers, an elite athlete. So what you're getting with Ryan Vandermark is a really, really, really toolsy, insanely athletic guy who, like Tom said, has looked killer coming in off the bench for Deion Dawkins at that left tackle position. Um, so, yeah, I just want to make that. I thought that was a good opportunity to talk about the RAS. Yeah, no, thank you. That's awesome. Out. No, absolutely. And um, I think that's I think it's so cool that we we are getting these contributors that are deep, uh, deep draft cuts, right? Oh deep, God, dra- excuse me, excuse me, deep draft picks and yes. undrafted picks, right? Like, I think this is awesome. And this is just speaks to that. Um, the scouting department and Brandon Bean at that's finding these players. And Hell back. yeah, dude. Let's hop hey. over. Let's leave it at eight. So we have two quarterbacks, four running backs, and eight offensive linemen, a total of 14 out of 53. Let's keep rolling. We'll come back to this. I think we will add at least one or two more players here, but let's come back to it. Let's move on to wide receiver. Jake, what do you got, pal? Come on down. All right. Give me, give me digs, of course. Yeah. He's bing, bing. Gabe Davis in the two. Uh, all right. Now, now we get a little deeper. I, I, I feel confident about Khalil Shakir. Yep. Dude, I hope he fucking just blows up this year. We'll talk about him in a hot second. At this point, I think I want you guys to take over. I think there's a lot of names that I recognize, but as far as who makes the team or not, I don't feel confident. Yeah. Throw those next two on there, Tom. You know who they are. And I'll let you talk about them as you're adding them. So we're going to throw on Deontay Hardy. Um, mm-hmm. He is a player that we picked up from uh, New Orleans. He's incredibly athletic, very speedy, no, small let's... guy, and he's a, has a lot of um, experience at returner, both punt and kick returner. Mm. Um, so he has a lot of uh, special team um, experience, which is important for those depth players, right? The most starting wide receivers, so one, two, three, four at the um, at the top of the depth chart, they they maybe don't have to contribute on special teams, but if you're further down the depth chart, you absolutely need to contribute in some way. So I think that's a big plus in his column. And then Trent Sherfield, who is a, a really interesting player who I actually don't know a ton about, but I know he's coming from um, the Miami. He's an incredible um, run after catch RAC uh, player. So he'll catch the ball and make and do something with it, which to be honest, the bills have lacked over the last couple of years. So I'm excited that we yeah. have some players in both Trent Sherfield and Deontay Hardy and our stud uh, uh, rookie tight end. Um, who are very, very excited about, um, but we'll get to him on another day. Um, yep. So those are the five that uh, that were the next two. Um, Nigel, who's who's next? Who's next off the bench? Because we usually, the Bills generally roster six. This six the, wide receivers is where we usually go. This is, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, real quick, I just want to toss this out there because at, at this point, I am not, 110% sure that Khalil Shakir is not a bubble player. All right. And I'll get into that okay. in, j- in just, just a hot second here, but okay. I'm gonna highlight so we have five, you. we have five on our list right now. We have Steph, Gabe, Khalil, Deontay, Trent. Okay. Trent Sherfield, Deontay Hardy, Khalil Shakir, Gabe Davis, Steph Diggs. At this point, I'm between two guys for that six wide receiver. And those two guys are this year's fifth round pick in Justin Shorter. And um, a guy we picked up off, uh, just signed off the street, Andy Isabella. Um, now, Justin Shorter it has the benefit of being a draft pick by Brandon Bean. He is a little bit more along the lines of like a Trent Sherfield, Gabe Davis in terms of his build. He's a bigger guy, strong at the catch point, not super, super, super fast. He's not going to create a ton of separation, but he's got good ball skills and he's a big body. Andy Isabella has been, I, I don't know, dude. I'm and, and I'm not one of those people that typically gets, you know, into the camp darlings with the Bills, meaning those, like, no-name players that crush it at camp and, and everybody, you know, freaks out about them. But, dude, like, I just, I hope if Andy Isabella doesn't make this team, I hope somebody grabs him, dude, because this guy has checked every single box that, Bean and McDermott have asked him to try and check. And if he doesn't make this Bills team, which he very well might not, I hope somebody, one of these other 31 teams, has seen the value this guy can bring. He is incredibly fast. He's a sick route runner. Also offers some special team ability as a returner and as a gunner. I just, the only downside with Andy, Andy Isabella is his size. He's so freaking small. And we've got those guys, right? You got Deontay Hardy. You got Khalil Shakir, these smaller bodied guys. 
Um, so if you're going to put a gun to my head and I have to pick right now, I'm going to go with Justin Shorter just because, you know, GMs love their, they love their picks. But, and now here, Tom, is why, and Jake, is why I say I'm not totally sold on Khalil Shakir being a roster lock. I've seen more from Andy Isabella this training camp in these preseason games than I have from Khalil Shakir. And I think if we go back to last week when Josh Allen played, I think it was around 18 snaps he played, something like that. Khalil Shakir was only on the field, I think, for like two, three, or four of those. It wasn't a lot. So I'm I'm watching yeah. this wide receiver room with a lot of inquisition because I'm just not sold on Khalil Shakir just yet. And I, I mean, he's got the benefit of being a draft pick, dude. But in my opinion, Andy Isabella's just done more to make this team. I don't know. Yeah, I um I got to be honest. I don't know off the top of my head those different um snap counts and things like that in the last couple of preseason games. Maybe we didn't see as much of him because he didn't play as much because he is his spot is more assured. I, I would like to keep him there. I'm going to go to bat for him. I think he, his experience in this team, his uh, development in the, um, with that wide receiver room, I think he should um, – I think I think I'm excited to see what he does this year, especially not being number three or number four. He's going to be number five or number six, and I think he's there. So between these two, Andy Isabel and Justin Shorter – you say Justin Shorter because of the draft pick. My so I think predictively that's correct. My hope is that it's Andy Isabella. Which should we put on? Because this is our this is our list. This isn't Brandon Bean. I we put, okay. I want to put Andy Isabella. I'm fine with it. Yeah, you you could. Talk and we come back either if, of them. If we have room, maybe we uh, we uh, um, shirk the uh, the the trend here and and we get seven wide receivers yeah. on this team. I don't know. We got to see. He, so, I just, all right. I just, I just but, feel bad for the guy. Yeah, he's he's just been grinding, man. He's been put his, just put his fucking nose down and went to work. I, I'm loving it. I would love to have him on this team. I would love Sorry, to. Sorry, go ahead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question. So, Justin Shorter is a draft pick. Is it similar to hockey where you retain his rights for X number of years, or is it same with him? Pack your shit and get out of our locker room. He is, would be so subject just, to waivers. So, as yeah. I talked about at the beginning of this conversation, he would go to the waiver wire where every team has an opportunity to go sign him and it would be in reverse order or sorry, in the same order um, of the draft selections. And um, he could possibly get picked up though. Um, we usually, especially after training camp, all of Bill's mafia and all of Bill's Twitter is all a Twitter. <laughs> and um, uh, gets all upset and then nobody gets signed and we can sign them to the practice squad. So um, it's very possible he gets signed. I'm willing to bet probably 80% chance that he makes it back to the team and it's not a big deal. All right. All right. Should we move All on right. to tight end? Jake, let's do some tight end. What do you, who do you got, bud? Well, Dal- Dalton Kincaid for sure. Dawson. I should have said Dawson Knox first. That's the, the seniority uh, angle there. It counts. Uh, but interchangeable. I think they're, they're both locks, absolute locks. And I'm excited yes. what they do after that. Uh, I don't know. Like is more, more than two tight ends reasonable for a team is it usually three yeah yep typically typically three typically three and especially because i believe this year we're going to be running a lot of two tight end sets where we have two tight ends on the field um so if we only had two and one went down then all of a sudden the game plans out the window and we're screwed so my imagination is that we're going to be doing at least three and, and hopefully keep at least another one on the practice squad too so of these right. two that are left, yeah. Quinton Morris and Jay Sternberger. Joel Wilson, I think, is just a, a, a camp body. I don't really know much about him. So, Nigel, go ahead and correct me if you want. Um, I think Quinton, Mo- uh, Quinton Morris is uh, is probably going to be making this team because of his uh, familiarity. And McDermott is just su- such a sucker for people who like his system and know, fit his culture, Does kind of knows what is expected of them. So that's my pick, um, unless you have a, uh, a big case where Jay Sternberger, Nigel. Nope. Sternberg will probably go to the practice squad. Quentin Morris will make this team. He is another guy that just, he'll catch a couple balls. He's a great, great uh, blocking tight end. Um, and just offers a, just offers another wrinkle, very athletic and maybe not, definitely not as athletic as um, Dawson Knox or Dalton Kincaid, but the guy can move and uh, yeah, Tom, you nailed it. Sweet. All right. So getting through the offense, we uh, maybe are going to add another O-line member, but we're at 23 out of the 53. Let's transition over to defense. Jake, we're going to go start with the the D-line starting at defensive end. Who are we keeping at defensive end? How many are you going with? How many thinking here, Tom? Five? 
I don't know. We're gonna have to get there. Okay. This is Sweet. this is a question I have. So I, yeah. I I'm, nope, I'm right there with it. you. I was just wanted to know what we're you were thinking. I don't it. know. This is why we're doing this right now. Yep. All right, let it rip, Torpedo. That's the debate. All right, give me give me Greg Rousseau off, off the rip. Groot. <laughs> yes, sir. Um sorry, wait. Well, actually, wait, quick, quick aside. Von Miller is a defensive end. Yep. Correct. But he's injured, so he does not count towards the 53, is my assumption. Go ahead, Tom. Okay, he is going most likely because um, – so Von Miller uh, is recovering from an ACL tear that he suffered on Thanksgiving. Generally, that's a 9- to 12-month recovery. And at coming up on end of August, September here, we're at nine months. So technically, he could. However, he, he is an older player, um, and my hope is that we don't play him. But technically, he might be clear and ready to play but most likely going to be a few weeks into the season. So he, in my mind, is going to be starting on what's called the pup list or the physically unable to perform list, meaning um, he is not done for the season, but he is recovering from injury and he's going to be ineligible to be part of the 53-man roster for at least four weeks. Um, So my guess is we see him week six, week seven. Somewhere around that range, um, six, which hopefully it's week six because we're going to that game. So that would be Hell fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, um, so yeah. So right now, I in my mind, he's going to be on the pup list. So that's why I have him over to the side, and he will not count against this fifty-three number. Noted. Noted. You think we can do a pod from the tailgate? Yeah, I don't think You'd that's a good idea. Right. I don't know if we're going to be able to put two and two together, bud. I can't put two and two together on a typical day. So. Right, I'm hoping ahead, I'm full of hot dogs at that point. So, <laughs> All right, keep going. All right, Jake, we got Greg Rousseau. Who else? Greg Rousseau. Uh, AJ Epinesa. Yep. Great camp, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Very looking good. good. Yep. Uh, give me... Give me your thoughts on who else. <laughs> That's good. That's all good. No, that was perfect. Awesome, that was perfect. So great. my uh, Mr. Leonard Floyd, who is sneaky, one of my favorite pickups from this from this uh, past offseason. So and I am guy. so excited to see him in action because we haven't really seen him in action. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> Tom, he I just a- had a thought. I'm, I'm so sorry. I interrupted your train of thought. You should have put some sleeper names in this list of people that are not anywhere – at all NFL athletes, yeah. <laughs> See if I'd pick them. Put some like some like, like actors' names and like musicians' so names, like some 1930s saxophonist or something. Just sneak them into the defensive tackle list or something. Oh, maybe man. you did. Maybe this is some. I don't know. Maybe I'm oh, getting no. ahead of myself. You I'm so know. sorry. I, I I had to interject, but but please please continue about Leonard Floyd. <laughs> so good. Uh, no, I'm excited to see Leonard Floyd. He's definitely making the team. Nice. Who else is gonna make it? So we got three. Yeah, I um with with no Von Miller at this point, I'm confident that both Boogie and Shaq Lawson will make this team at this point. The I'll question then you. becomes because I don't think we're gonna keep six defensive ends. The question then becomes who comes off the list once um first ballot Hall of Famer, Von Miller is ready to come back. Man, um, I, I- I think it's going to be either Boogie or Shaq. Um, I think what we're there, the Bills are going to let them let the let it play out, and who knows? Maybe knock on wood, maybe an injury will will kind of make this kind of answer this for them, right? Maybe there's a player who does need to come off, and maybe right, knock on wood. Hopefully we hopefully we don't because we've had terrible injury luck. Yeah, but who knows, right? Injuries happen in the NFL, so that could. But I think it's either Boogie or Shaq, and I think it depends on who's. Who's looking? Who's performing? How? How is expected? I am gonna. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get ahead of it a little bit. I'm gonna predict that Boogie's off the team when when Von Miller comes back, and I okay. only say that because Sha- Shaq Lawson is just so fundamentally sound as a football player. He's not. Such he's a not great a, run defender. Yes, so dude. Good. That's just it, Tom. He's such a good run he's defender. So good. He's never gonna over pursue. He's never gonna be out of position. And I, I just I, I like his length more than Boogie Basham. I don't know, man. I just I think when Vaughn yeah. comes back, it, Boogie's gonna be cool. on waivers. For now, I'm gonna highlight both of them. So we come back if we have some extra numbers, we can go back totally. and check those guys out. All right, yeah. Jake, let's go to defensive tackle. So uh, these are the guys who play in the middle of the defensive line. On the, if there is there if there's anybody, if not, then hey, pass it off to us, Bill. No, I got I got Ed Oliver. Yep. Yeah, you do. That's, that's just a, that's a resigns name. to us. 
four-year, five-year, $68 million deal. He's, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's here for a couple of years. Cortez Broughton, Broughton, Broughton sounds like a pirate name or something. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I have, I have no, like, no idea on the rest. I'm not going to lie to you. All That's good. all right, dude. All right. We appreciate nice. you. Want to go? Want to go? Want to go for tit for tat here? Yeah, you pick one. Yeah, I pick we'll one. just. Yep, we'll just go one one. Um. Okay. Good. Uh. Dick. Daquan Jones. Okay. Um. I'm so excited to see him back. Um. Mm-hmm. Puna Ford. Yes, sir. Uh. Tim then, okay. I think he could be a roster bubble guy. Um, could be. Considering his uh his contract situation, I think he's could be cuttable. Um, and depending on also hearing that he hasn't really shown up at camp again, he's kind of, he's, he came in and hoping to kind of step up into a new role in a new team last year. Um, and, and didn't quite show out how we wanted him to. Um, so I'm interested to see how he does this year. Um, he could absolutely make this team. I have no idea what the, um, central office is thinking, but can I, sure. okay. So can I, can I list myself a cop just to like, just one parameter here, then, which is why yeah. I went Tim settle. If yeah. you can look me in the eye and say, Nige, Guaranteed Jordan Phillips stays healthy healthy this season. <laughs> I'm going Jordan Phillips 110% over Tim Settle. No, Jordan Phillips no. has, has given me no confidence that he no. can stay healthy through an entire NFL season, which is why I go with Tim Settle here because the best ability will always be availability. And Jordan Phillips can't seem to get through a season without getting hurt. He, but like when he's healthy, he's great. He can be yeah. dominant. So, so if you can look at me and say nine, she's going to be healthy. I'm 100% swapping Jordan yep. Phillips for Tim Settle. But at least I'm, I, I just have more confidence in Tim Settle being available for this football team and not putting us in a position where we are going to call up Ely Anku. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's absolutely possible. Yep. So, That's all right, let's, let's do that. Let's head over to linebacker. So at this point, we are um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven positions in, and we have 32 players on our 53-man roster. Uh, Jake, linebacker, who do you got? It's a fucking well, Matt, Matt Milano's the, the easy there one there. Yeah, the... that was the meatball I was tossing you up. Okay. The yes. meatball. Yes. Or the, the, the veggie cucumber ball I tossed up for you. Uh... Condescending, <laughs> but we'll move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um... Take that. <laughs> this one's a tough one. I mean, it's the replacement for Tremaine Edmonds. So I got, I have very little, I mean, I, I've heard two names that are, are in the mix to replace him. Terrell Bernard and Tyrell Dodson. Mm-hmm. Which one it goes to, I have no idea. If the other one is rostered too, I also have no idea. But who do you guys think replaces and, and who do you guys think fills out that position? Next question. I think that's absolutely some great, some great um, points. I think Tyrell Dodson, I think is a lock for this team, Nige. Yes, he's a lock for the Regardless team. Regardless if he's a starter, but I think he's a lock for the he's team. He's a lock for the team. Yes, I forgot we're just doing I, the I think projection. Terrell Bernard is a lock for the team, considering he's a draft pick. He was Correct. a third-round draft pick last year um, and has been in that conversation for starter. I think that um, Dorian Williams is clearly going to make the team. He was our um, <laughs> third-round back draft pick this year. Um, Bean likes those uh, linebackers in the third round. Um and he is, in my line, going to be the first one in after Matt Milano. Um, he's going to be that outside linebacker um, playing that downhill. Well, not sorry, excuse me, down, not downhill. Playing more free and, and going um, uh, playing the, the weak side linebacker side. And then, uh, Nige, anybody else we need to include? You got to include Medikevich. He's going to make this yep. team, dude. Yep. You can set your watch and, to it. Yep. And you and uh, why would that be? Tyler Medikevich is a probably a top – I'd go as far to say he's a top five special teams player in the NFL. He's he's just an elite special teamer. Brandon Bean loves his special team, guys. We had um, Taiwan Jones for, if my watch is right, close to 100 years on the team <laughs> just for his, his special year, teams baby. ability. So, yep. okay, while, while, while I'm talking here, can I, can I get on my soapbox for a minute and expose to the people? Expose I will set it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll give you a crowd. I'll get you a horn. I'll get yeah, you a spotlight. Just ex- get, get on that, bud. Introduce the people to the tapped side of, of Nigel, the sports fan. I, dude, I, I'm simply nothing short of pissed off about this linebacker situation. And I'm pissed off at Brandon Bean. The tackle depth is another hot button issue within Bill's Mafia right now. I can give him some grace that him being Brandon Bean, 
can give him some grace on that because you had Brandon Shell retire, which, hey, Brandon, if you ever hear this, suck one, dude. That's really shitty. And then second, <laughs> um, you're, you're not anticipating, you know, Tommy Doyle getting that god-awful knee injury. So I can give him some grace on this one. At what point did Brandon Bean look in the goddamn mirror and say, after losing Tremaine Edmonds, yes, let's run with this linebacking core. I am so fucking upset that I'm looking at a situation where my starting middle linebacker is either Terrell Bernard or Tyrell Dodson, dude. These guys look like dog shit in terms of a starting defensive middle linebacker. I'm really pissed off about it. I'm getting worked up. I'm sure you can hear it right now. It's just like the hubris there, dude, to think, okay, the pterodactyl's gone, but we can make it work with these guys. Pull your head out of your ass. These guys look absolutely terrible. And I know, Tom, last pod you said someone's got to have the 26th, 27th, 28th best linebacker. I don't think any of these guys are going to be the 40th best linebacker. I, they look absolutely terrible, and I'm really upset about it. It's absolutely possible, especially seeing all these other serviceable linebackers get signed to other teams. Bobby Wagner got signed for $5.5 million. That's less than Deontay Hardy. That's less than our fifth wide receiver, right? And could have been our starting linebacker. Um, there's a there's a couple other names. I'm still um, – I can't remember off the top of my head, so we're not going to get into it right now, but – yeah, I, 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 I'm there, there with you. I've been trying to stay on the rosy side and just be like, all right, we got to see it in, in, in action. We got to see know. this new Sean McDermott. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a problem. I'm pissed um, about and, it, bro. God and it. you know what? Like, hey, it, at least we got a gunslinger back there at number 17 who, mm-hmm. who can go put up 30, 40 points if we need to. Yeah, I know. You're right. And, and, and Right? And, yes, you're absolutely right. And one more thing I I'll think, say, dude. It, yeah, and then we can we can move on. I'm so sorry. I just I I was thinking about this literally today. I'm like, am I gonna am I gonna do this spiel? And I was like, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> can we at least get a look at Dorian Williams at, at middle linebacker in a preseason game? I know he was right? there for like a second at camp, and yeah. and they immediately put him back to the outside, which probably means he's just simply not ready. But I might be more athletic than Tyrell Dodson. <laughs> And the fact that they won't even give Dorian Williams, who is flying around this preseason, by the way, I know he's playing a different position. I know he's being asked to do different things. But give the kid a look, dude. Get somebody yeah. back there who, with a pulse. That's the last thing I'll say. Especially since both Bean and, uh, remind me of the name, Bobby Babich Jr., uh, the linebacker coach, um, correct? Am I Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, Babich. No, I'm 99% sure yeah. Babich isn't okay. even the cool, linebacker's cool, coach. Cool. Um, have both said that they wanted more athletic, more toolsy players in at linebacker, which is kind of why we let Tremaine Edmonds walk. Also, that he was paid eighteen million dollars, but um, also, but so I, if they truly want the more athletic, rangy players, like that's Dory Williams. Put Matt Milano and Dory Williams out there. Let's go. And I, I agree. I want to see it. I can't so, wait to see what the Tremaine Edmonds haters have to say this season. I really can't yeah, wait. Yeah, I know. Because right? I'm gonna, yeah, it's I'm gonna, gonna it's gonna be blatant. Take the overs on every Bills game because we're yeah. gonna score. There's gonna be a lot of points on the board. Jake, I'm uh, hopefully so we can outscore to that <laughs> to just go on that that massive rant there. All right, so I'm, I'm uh, glad you did. Uh, Jake, let's head over to corner. Let's let's corner it up. Let's go. Well, obviously the Tre'Davious White, hundred percent. I'm excited to see him back full year, full health. Bust my uh, Trey White jersey back out. Hell yeah, dude. Um, Number two seven. Kyer Elam makes the team without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would love to see him kind of settle down and go play some good ball. But yep, oh, I agree. God. Keep going. And then I'm going to give you Christian Benford. Nailed it. Yep. Dane Jackson. Yep. Nailed it. Probably and- going to be starting cornerback, Dane Jackson. More than likely. And Taron Johnson. I'm, I'm, I'm cheating. I remember talking that's to you guys room. about him. No, that's, yeah. that's the room. There it is. Yeah, that's I, the room. I, I think you, I think you nailed. Well, okay. So Tom, what about Saran Neal? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, a, he's definitely more of a, um, of a special teams player, but yeah, he'll fit into this room. You're he right. Is. And, and I think right now he's actually, I think as of right now, he's Taron Johnson's backup. 
And I think Cam Lewis has a very active um, possibility of making this roster, but let's see what this looks like. I think he will be my first person of the highlighted people that we haven't included. He's going to be my first first. that we add back on. He's the first one to go to bat. Agreement with you 100% on that, Tommy. But right now, I'm not sure because we're still we're ten players away, and we still have to do safety and our three specialists. So, so do you want to? Why don't we jump? Well, why don't we jump to the specialists real quick? Because just get them on the board. Yeah, just okay. get them on the board. The All specialists for those folks at home are going to be just the one-off positions. This is our kicker, um, Tyler Bass, our punter Sam Martin, and our long snapper Reed Ferguson. Those three, they're not going to be any backups. They're not going to be what, but they are studs. We have a great specialist group. Um, and uh, I'm uh, all three will be making the team, and they're going to add another three. So at this point, we're at 46. We have seven positions available. We still have to do the entire safety room, and then we can add uh, some uh, little uh, dinks and dunks here as we go. So, Jake, who do you got for safety, pal? What do you think? It's Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Is, is there a better safety? The boys are back in town. God, I can't wait, dude. That was my big thing I was excited for back in episode. We four. are going to do some bold predictions um, today, and um, my bold prediction includes those two. So wait for that, folks. Mm-hmm. Oh, a teaser. Tune in. Uh, so I think we need two more safeties. Yep. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to say DeMar Hamlin. You'd be correct. One of them. I can't wait to see him walk on an NFL starting. Oh, God. It's going to be so cool. Keep going. Sorry. Oh. Or or not. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I just interrupted you, so I just, just, all of a sudden, I got there. I'm Um, between Taylor Rapp and Dean Marlowe. Those are the two. Those are the tough ones to sort through there. One of them is, those are the two that would be in the most competition there. Take a guess, Jake, if you had to guess. I'll go Taylor Rapp. You'd be correct. Nice one, pal. 50-50 shot, pal. Yeah, Taylor yeah. Rapp's going to make this team for sure. Great free agent signing from uh, from L.A. This past season, he was a starting safety for um, that team, that, uh, the, the Rams there. And uh, he he's looked really nice this camp, dude. Um, every every account that I've been seeing from about Taylor Rapp, the guy is thick, dude. <laughs> like, absolutely yoked up Taylor Rapp. So he's a, he's yeah, he's an athlete, not a small boy. Um, is that the safety room, Tom? I think it is. I think it is. Marlon doesn't make the team, man. I I think he, we try and get him back in the practice squad. I think, I mean, I think his big, his big pulling point is that he has such experience with Sean McDermott that Mm -hmm. I think there's definitely a possibility, but I mean, we're at 50 people, right? We have 50 players right here. So we have three Mm -hmm. other spots. We give yeah. one to him. I'm, I I could be convinced. I you don't have to twist my arm that bad. Well, so, so we're we're here. Let's go back through who the bubble players are now before we pick those three. I've got real. I, I I've got um two guys that I see below that I or at least one guy that I'm quite positive is going to make the team as a special teams guy, and that is Balon Specter as a line out of the linebacker column there. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to get us to 51, I believe um, just because he's again, another special teams guy that just plays good ball, man. Yep. So two guys left to, to add in here. I think the first place we have to go is to go to O-line. Having eight is very light. So I think we need at least one more player of okay. our, uh, I think, and I think we need to be at least at nine. I agree. And I think based on what I'm seeing there, Tom, should we say it at the exact same time? Ready? I'll go, uh, I'll go, three, yeah. I'll yeah, go yeah. three, two, one, and then we say it. Yeah, okay. okay. Three, yeah. two, one, David Questenberry. Questenberry. Okay. <laughs> we were not at the same time at all, but that's okay. That's that's the recording. Um, yeah, but that's still that's funny. Magic. Yeah, it'll be Questenberry, though. Questenberry should make that team as a swing tackle. Yep. Um... And then I think it's your boy Cam Lewis, Tom. I'm with you on that too. entirely because he offers you, he offers you a little bit of uh, special teams ability first and foremost. Um, he but he can play either safety spot. He can play free. He can play strong. I think he's playing and quite a little cornerback. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, he's listed as a cornerback. He that's yeah. what he's listed at. He, he would be. He was extended to be at safety. So yeah, yeah, position versatility there, which Sean McDermott will always get a chubby for. <laughs> all right boys oh, that's 53 so let's let's real quick we we 
let's get out of here soon. But I think we should hit who we left off and, and maybe a quick reason why. Ty Johnson, you guys said just signed him. Why why'd we leave him off? Because we just signed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's right guys. there. I think, I think there's un- yeah, unfamiliarity. I think he could definitely, if there's an injury or knock on wood, um, or if there's a, yeah, or if he, somebody he outplay like all of a sudden he's somebody else completely drops off. I think he could make the team, but I think he's somebody that they just wanted to get into camp and get eyeballs on. Because there is, you're you're gonna need bodies at some point throughout the year. At some at some point throughout the season, you're going to need players to sign. And having players in camp is the best way to get eyeballs on them and know like, okay, what can this player offer? I think that's a big reason why he was signed. Yeah, fair enough. Fair Agreed. enough. And Justin Shorter, we're good with him. Oh, this left is by the wayside. As I'm as I'm looking at our guys left off the board here that were highlighted, he's the biggest toss up for me. The, you have you your your top four in terms of the wide receivers, them being Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Deontay Hardy, Trent Sherfield are as locked as locked can be, in my opinion. That fifth wide receiver is at this point to me, it's a three way battle, dude, which is crazy. At like, yeah, you got Andy Isabella, you got Khalil Shakir, and you got Justin Shorter. Um, or excuse me, that that yeah. It's going to be the fifth and sixth player. Sorry, because we're going to keep six. Um, yeah, I don't know. The fifth, spot, the fifth and sixth wide receiver spots to me are insanely up in the air. I, I Tom, I think you make a really good point when you said Khalil Shakir, maybe he's maybe he's such a roster lock in the eyes of this, you know, this coaching staff that that's why he didn't play very much. But for him to play that much less than, you know, Trent Sherfield and 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 that much less than Josh Allen and all that stuff like but he's just, not competing with he's not competing with Deontay Hardy and Trent Sherfield well, right no like, you're you're right he's right not. he's competing with Andy Isabella and Kalisha and um and Justin Sherfield did we see them play with Josh Allen I don't no, know if we I, no, I can't we, remember I was not didn't. paying 100% attention during that that preseason game yeah well that's because we were uh we were podcasting yeah Oh, hey, watch true. out for that bonus episode. <laughs> bonus. Yeah. We uh, later on. Bonus and, uh, episode. And, uh, but, um, man, and uh, my big thing, ready? So Justin Shorter's biggest argument is that he was a draft pick. Take that argument out. Is there a reason other than he was a fifth round draft pick that he should make this team? Big body and four face special teamer would be my argument. Uh, if I is he a four face special teamer? He was in the preseason. Or the last preseason game, he was a four-phase special teamer. Because um, he needed to be, or because he's good at it. <laughs> I well, I'm not that. That's you know, maybe they were just getting looks there. I I know for a fact that against the Steelers, he played all four phases of special teams. Okay, just so everybody knows, Tom, should we go through the four phases of special teams? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so we have kickoff, we have kick return, we have punt, and we have. Oh wait a minute, no, I'm, what am I? How am I screwing this You're up? You're doing here? great. You and have punt, punt return. And punt, punt return. Punt, punt, punt return. So yeah. we have re- so we have kickoff. You have return. You have field goal, and and then there's yeah the, the oh my gosh we're doing great here guys. We're over <laughs> we're over we're over four. Five phase special team. We've added a phase. Let's go. <laughs> I'm I'm more confused than when we started. <laughs> What's the phase that we added? Um, do you even know how football works? Because I apparently do not. No. Um, no, we clearly event, do not. All Justin Shorter was on all the special teams units. Um, so that to me, and again, okay. like I just keep coming back to it, dude. Did, I, and I don't think Khalil Shakir is now that might be because they view him as a lock no. for wide receiver five and they don't want him doing that. But that has been a knock about against Khalil Shakir. So I think that is a very valid argument. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I just don't think I, I don't feel that he is as much of a lock as people might think. I just haven't. I haven't seen it, and he's 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 had drops in training camp, and I just keep thinking about Andy Isabella, who has done everything that everyone has asked him, and he's done it well. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know, man. I I'm okay. Uh, okay, so if if we're doing if we if you said Nigel, this has to be a predictive fifty-three. I would swap Andy Isabella and Justin Shorter. Um, yep. But I'm with you, Tom, in the sense that. Andy Isabella has just done a lot, and I would love to see him make the team. I just yeah. don't – I just – it's working against him that Justin Shorter was a pick and Andy Isabella was not a pick by this regime. I agree. But I also hope that we don't get stuck into that 
oh, it's a draft pick and we need to keep him. I, we need to keep the best player who's the best player. Because there's a very good chance that Justin Shorter could make it back to the practice squad. And we, we develop him there, and then he makes the team next year. Like, fantastic. That's what I like. That's that's the route I want for him. You want to know what I want to see happen? Send Balon Specter to the moon and keep all three, Isabella, Shakir, Justin Shorter. <laughs> could happen. Well, I do you want to do it? This is, our, this, is our, this is our roster um, projection. Do you want to do it? I, I would love to do it. This team this team in their base defense runs two linebackers, and you feel the oh. need to keep seven, Brandon? We're doing it. Or six? Excuse me. See ya. Well, hold so, on. We're, we're at 52, unless I'm crazy. So so there's another another name to be added. So you could throw Balin back in there and keep Shorter in, in there oh, as shit. well. What just happened? We, <laughs> we even there, had the spreadsheet do the math for us, and we messed it up. All right, yeah, well, let's put well, it back. Well, no, 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 because we, we, we had eight offensive linemen, and we tossed another one in there, and then we were throwing around what what other position might need to be added. So is nine offensive linemen where you want to leave our, our projection? Yeah, Based on the so. guys That's... that we have off the list right now, yes. I think I, – and I think predictively that's what they've done in the past is nine. Yes. Um. So I think that's a fine. Yeah, wait a second. Thanks, Jake. Somebody's reading. <laughs> Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. It all. We, we got them all in there. I'm all right, guys. Happy. What do you think? Is this it? I think this is, I think this this is, is our – our spots. Yeah. All right, boys. Sweet. Well, hey. Well, yeah, everybody, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us. We appreciate you all. We love you all. Um, and uh, please go out to uh, Instagram, Let's Go Buffalo Pod. Please go out to Twitter or the X app and Let's Go Buffalo Pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Interact with us. We'd really appreciate it. Let's get the, the word out that there's this cool new uh, podcast uh, bumping around. Um and uh, go Bills, go Sabres. Uh, this is Jake, and there's Nigel, and I'm Tom. And uh, thank you for listening. I hope you guys have a lovely day, evening, afternoon, wherever you are at. Bye.